Welcome to episode 42 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guest, Tanner Shook. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm joined here again today by Tanner Shook. Very honored to have him on the podcast. We've already been shooting the shit for a few minutes here and, and we realized like, oh shit, we better start recording because time is flying and we're already having a good time. So Tanner, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Daniel? Thank you very much for having me on, man. I'm honored to, to be here. Of course. Why don't we just get right into it and so we can, you know, spend less time on the on the pleasantries and more time on the on the good stuff. Give For us a sure. little bit of an intro about uh, who you are, where you're from and kind of what you do. Sure thing. I'll try to keep my intro as short as possible. So, my name's Tanner Shuck. Um, I'm based in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. I have a pretty extensive background in like I guess strength and conditioning. I've been training most of my life. I played college football at Rice University down in Houston, Texas. And then once I was finished playing football, I got into CrossFit and CrossFit kind of took me all over the world uh, competing. Um, I ended up going to Manila in the Philippines, coaching CrossFit and competing there for one year. And then I moved to Dubai um, to compete in a CrossFit competition. And then I ended up getting a coaching job there in here in Dubai. And I've been here since and to get you up to date, now I'm no longer coaching CrossFit. I still train and still do some CrossFit, but I'm more just kind of into strength and conditioning and trying to transition from more into an online capacity, you know, as kind of an online trainer and coach. So I hope that's kind of, that, that's pretty much my background in a nutshell. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And, and you know, as, as we all are trying to transition to the online world more in, in this new this new world we're in, but, uh, but yeah, that's great. I, I want to actually ask you how, like, how did you start doing CrossFit after football? It's such a different thing from an individual, you know, big team sport, contact sport yeah. to an individual, no contact sport. How did that transition happen? For sure. Well, basically I've kind of been an athlete my whole life and I've always just loved playing sports and I've always loved working out. And I, I did my university's like NFL pro day and I knew I wasn't going to have a chance of getting drafted and like that, but I did it anyway because I, I really wanted to play football for a living. I was like, all right, if I can't play football, what can I do to get paid basically just to work out and not get a real job? And then <laughs> I saw the CrossFit Games on ESPN, you know, like back in like 2011 or 12. And I immediately knew once I saw that, I was like, all right, if football doesn't work out, that I'm just going to do CrossFit and get really good at working out and make that work. And <laughs> you know, lo and behold, that's actually what happened. So um, I'm super lucky, super fortunate. And that's pretty much how I made the transition from football into uh, CrossFit or competitive fitness, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think that's such a refreshing view of CrossFit. Like, I'm sure you know it probably better than I do, the people who take it super seriously. And, 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 and it is super serious. It is a legit sport, but it is exercising the fastest or exercising right. the best it's when you, when you kind of break, break it down. I don't take it that seriously. Like I, when I'm doing it, I take it seriously. I, sure. like, I love it and I do it, but like, I look at it for what it is. It's like, it's uh, man, what do you call those sports that aren't really popular? The, the words evading me, man, but it's, it's not like a real sport, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just something that I, it's like almost like do. a game. Yeah. In a way, bro. It's, it's, it's like, it's a fringe sport. That's what I'm trying to work. It's, yeah. it's one of those fringe sports, you know, it's like, it's never going to be really big or anything like that, but I enjoy doing it and it allows me to kind of fuel my competitive outlet. So that's kind of what I'm, that's what I like doing. For sure. Yeah. I've not done CrossFit, but I do have a, a very strong uh, appreciation for it. And, and one story that you, you might find uh, funny here is when I was in chiropractic school for a very short period of time, Patrick Vellner was also in school at that time. He was a couple oh, years yeah. ahead of me. 
And so, so for anyone who doesn't know, Patrick Fellner is a CrossFit athlete, one of the best in the world. He's Canadian. Yeah. And the best, like second, arguably for he's he's really good. He's really good. And anyway, so we played a dodgeball or not dodgeball. What was it? Handball, uh, intramural. And he was on the other team. And I have never lost at at a sport as bad in my life as playing handball against Patrick Fellner. And he was like the by far the best athlete that I've ever encountered in person. And so it was just amazing because you think like, okay, CrossFit is a, a sport of exercising. It's not a sport of, of ball skills or something like that. Like if he was a basketball player and we were playing basketball, then I would yeah, expect him to it. dominate. But you know what I mean? He was just so much better of an athlete than everybody like by far. And you know, there was a room full of people who are generally athletic and he was still like way, way better. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Well, I think a lot of the, like the elite CrossFit athletes, they're kind of like that. They come from like some kind of elite, you know, sporting background and they were really good at it. And then they found CrossFit because they just kind of gravitated towards it. And I mean, to be good at CrossFit, you do have to be reasonably athletic because there's just a a lot of different things that you have to be able to do. So that doesn't surprise me to hear that at all, that he was really good at playing dodgeball or something like that. And yeah, Pat Bellner, dude, he's a phenomenal athlete for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you had some, you had some pretty good success early on in your CrossFit career, didn't you? Uh, I did, you know, and it's the unfortunate part about it is like the last competition I did, I actually won it, you know, and it was, it's legitimately the second largest, uh, CrossFit competition in the world. It's like, it's called the Dubai CrossFit championship now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like legitimately, it's the second, it's the second biggest one after the CrossFit games. And I did that back in 2014 and I, I won it and I was competing against some big name, other CrossFit games athletes, but, uh, I've never actually competed at the CrossFit games simply due to injury. I've had, a, a really extensive background on injuries or a really extensive injury background would be a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't been able to compete in a long time, just unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, I had some success and I'm fortunate I've, I've made you know, a decent amount of money for just working out. And I'm thankful to thankful to done that, but I've made way, way, way more money coaching other people and helping people. So I kind of keep it in perspective. Yeah. Injuries are always, you know, the, the thing that will harm or or harpen anyone's athletic career. You can't really control it. You know, you do all the right things. You train hard, you hard, you do your prehab, you do all the stuff. And sometimes, you know, when you're pushing the limits, you know, sometimes you're going to cross that line and you're going to get injured. That's just how it happens. I've just, you know, I've had just a series of injury after injury and I just haven't been able to catch a break and I'm still hopeful one day, like my goal now is kind of transition, not so much from competing, but more to like coaching and going online. But if I ever could compete again, I will. I'm hoping maybe I could go and compete like a CrossFit master, like a 35 year old. So, you know, we'll see, man. I'm not, I'm not going to close the door yet, but uh, in the meantime, just focusing on helping other people. Exactly. So what, what type of clients or people do you generally coach? Not so many notes and not so much CrossFit athletes now, but gen pop, regular people, gen pop, everyday people, man, really, I can coach anyone and everyone. And I, I've, I've, I can really help anyone and everyone. And like, I definitely don't specialize in like, say I only coach elite athletes. Definitely not. I think any, if you want to become a good trainer, dude, the best trainers are the people that have have the most experience and coach the most people. And like, coaching gen pop people that that's what makes you a good trainer. Yeah. I think, you know, and so, yeah, I, dude, I've literally everyday people, man, everyday people. And I have a few elite athletes or people that have competed. Um, and I've, I've worked with a lot of different people, but man, like really my, the bread and butter of my coaching business or clients is just everyday general population people. 
Yeah, I love that. I'm I'm the same, and I think that there's you know there's a lot of kind of fake glory in coaching athletes. It's not always all it's all it's cracked up to be, but you know yeah. with real people you get to change their life and and you're sure. you're you're working towards something that's a little bit different than just performance. Like having performance only goals and that's the sole purpose of the training is great, but there's yeah. something extra special about changing someone's life. Agree. Like I I mean I train for performance basically myself, so like I ha- yeah. I get enough of that just with my own training, you know, and then dude, I have no issues teaching someone how to get a you know a push up or a, a strict pull up you know, or doing basic ring rows. Like I, literally I, I was, I most of my clients, I just work with the, like the basics yeah. is that you have to get the basics. That's where you have to start with, you know, anyone, if they haven't, ha- they don't have a foundation of the basics, man. You, if you're a good trainer, you're going to make them get a foundation in the basics. So dude, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The basics are always the, the most important, but yet the hardest to teach. It's like, you see, you know, you'll see something on Instagram, you see a video of, of you doing a, you know, a whatever, however many hundred pound deadlift. And it's like, okay, I want to do that. It's like, okay, hold on. Can you do a hip hinge with a dowel? Like, yeah, you know, one, one step at a time, Never mind the 400 pound deadlift. Can you like, deadlift some, just a set of kettlebells first. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. So I'm, I'm right there. And like, I try to put that message out quite often, you know, whether it's on social media or just articles. And I've like, one of my messages is, you know, consistently is just never stray from the basics. You can never be too good at the basics. Like even myself with my own training, I've just kind of gone back to the basics. Yeah. So, and I'm just trying to get literally better at deadlifts, trying to get better at like an overhead press, you know, nothing, nothing fancy, anything like that. Just get better at these basic things, man. Cause literally the basics will serve you the best. Yeah. One, one great line from, from a buddy of mine from a conversation a while ago, he said, you know, there's a lot of fancy exercises and a lot of this, you know, frilly stuff that you see out there, but all of the best exercises, they've already been invented. No one's coming up with something better than deadlift, better than a barbell back squat an overhead press, a push up, you know, they're all been invented. Just do them and get really good at them. Yeah. I think I'd like your buddy. Yeah. (laughs) I, 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 I preach the same message all the time. Like stop trying to reinvent the wheel literally just stick to like four movements literally you could you could create like a world-class strength conditioning program with like six different exercises and like yeah. if you just focus did those the rest of your life you'd be fit super jacked super strong yeah you know? the, the way that That's i kind of like to think about it almost is there are only like maybe six to eight real exercises and then there's just endless variations yeah. of those things yeah. Exactly. Right, like we have a squat, and then we have a front squat, a back squat, an overhead squat, a split squat, a, you know, whatever. Hobbled squat, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but it's all the same thing. It, it yeah. is absolutely yeah. same. Same with the deadlift, man. It's all just uh, some kind of hinging motion or picking up something heavy off the ground. You know, yeah. what are it's some all- of the most effective ways that you that you have found to get other people to buy into this concept? Because it's kind of boring for someone who's not a fitness person to think about. Okay, I'm just going to do the sort of same set of exercises forever and ever and ever. And you know, you they want to do the fancy stuff and, and these kind of things. What are some of the most effective ways that you found to like kind of communicate this to people where they buy into the consistency over time? Man, that's kind of a tricky question because like I'm a kind of I can be like really blunt or brutally honest with a lot of people and I even come across that, you know, on my own social media. I'm just like stop doing all this dumb shit and just do this you know, the basic things, man, and just do it over and over and over again until you get really good. And I promise you're going to progress way faster and way better by doing less. And I just try to preach that message. And then 
I think I try to use myself as an example, you know, cause I've been training for over 20 years and I mean, I have a decent, I have decent strength levels. And so, you know, if you see someone, you know, deadlifting a lot of weight or overhead pressing a decent amount of weight and they're saying to just stick to the basics, I think, I feel like that carries a bit more influence, you know, over people rather than doing the newest flashiest exercise. So I don't know if there's really a trick to doing it, Daniel. I just try to cut all the bullshit and be like, quit, quit wasting your time and just fucking stick to basic shit. Yeah. Sorry, I think, excuse my language, man. I hope that's all right. No, it's totally cool. But okay. uh, I think that I think that maybe that is the trick is just showing people yourself instead of like just talking about it and then you're off on your own doing, you know, weird handstand Bosu yeah. ball nonsense. Like you're not doing that. You're 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 telling people to do the thing and then you're going to do the thing yourself. And it, like, yeah. that that's got to be the trick literally practicing what you preach. And yeah, I, I mean, and I've made a few pieces of content that are like kind of in a sarcastic way, you know, about just telling people to quit focusing on dumb, complicated exercises and just stick to very basic ones. Yeah. So I, I, I try to deliver my message in a few different ways, but it's morally, it's like pretty much saying, Hey, quit doing dumb shit and just stick to the basics and you're, you're going to be served better. Yeah, that's that's hilarious that you say that because I also say the same time the same thing so often is like just don't do dumb stuff. If you at least don't do dumb stuff, you'll be fine. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I one thing I just tell people to focus on is just getting stronger. Yeah. You know, man. Instead of different, instead of doing different variations of exercises, just focus on getting stronger at one. You know, try to bring up your back squat. Quit worrying about all these different squatting variations. Just try to get better at your back squat. You know, or your bench press or your overhead press or Try to do more strict unbroken pull-ups. Quit worrying about, you know, which grip you're using for a lat pull-down. Just try to do more strict pull-ups. Like, yeah, that kind of stuff, man. I, I try to deliver the same message in different ways. Yeah, and, and I think that you do a very good job of it. I mean, your, your style of that blunt style of delivering messaging may not be for everyone. It may be, quote-unquote, too much for some people. And to yeah. those people, okay. But, but I also think that, one, it's you, it's, it's authentic. That's how you are. And two, there are people who on the side, like the camp of, Oh, you know, we've got to be nice and coddle everybody and that's okay. But then there's also people who need to be like, you know, hard ass, like tell yeah, it like it is. So there, it's, it's, exactly. it might not be for everyone, but there is people that it is for. Well, dude, here's one thing that you'll never be able to do. And that's please everyone. Yeah. So I think the best thing you can do is just literally be true to who you are and make your content, you know, honest and authentic and you know if people like it and respect it they'll follow you and the people that don't like it or they don't like your style they'll unfollow you and they don't have to consume it so it's i just think being true to yourself and being honest and like exercising and training is something that i, th I think about a lot and i've done it a lot and i have very strong uh convictions about it or very strong feelings about you know how things should be done and i'm not afraid to share that with people you know and and another thing is like anything I'm preaching, I promise I've practiced. Mm -hmm. So I think that's super important to practice what you preach. No, it's absolutely important. I want to, I want to come back to this, but while we're on this topic, I want to bring up the, the piece of content that made me reach out to you, which was the video on the balanced life. And for anyone listening, I'll link that exact video in, in the show notes here, but why don't you go ahead and just explain the kind of the concept of this video. And then I want to kind of break it down a little bit more. Sure. So I kind of started the video off and I, cause I, I've heard this hundreds of times in my life, thousands probably. And I think everyone has like, you know, this, the key to happiness is balance, you know, is, you know, 
you gotta, you gotta have balance in your life to be happy or, or to go. And really, I think that whole notion of having balance is what keeps everyone where they're at. And that literally gives them an average life. They never go anywhere in life because of balance and the true, like one of the best, I don't know how to say this, but if you want to, if you want to find success, did you have to be literally fucking possessed and consumed, you know, with your goal? And it's, it takes to, you have to be extremely unbalanced if that makes sense. You know, if you're, if you're too busy being balanced, you know, you work out here and then eat some junk food there and then go out, go out and get drunk on the weekend there. Like, dude, you're just going in circles. You're never going anywhere. And that's all for the sake of balance, you know, and that's most people, man. That's literally most people, they go through life like that and they tell themselves, yeah, I got to have balance in my life. And like, dude, if you want to go anywhere in life, you have to be like kind of unbalanced. I'm not saying you shouldn't go out and enjoy life, but living a balanced life, that's really going to keep you where you're at. It's going to keep you stuck. And like I said, I, I used a couple of examples, like anyone that's accomplished anything great or worthwhile in their life, they lived and like a very unbalanced life to get that. So it's just about deciding what you want, going for it, not caring what other people think, not letting other people drag you down, you know, and dude, just be unbalanced. And like, if people criticize you for it, don't, don't listen to them. Like you literally, if you're uh, a goal oriented or a goal driven person, someone like myself, maybe like a type A person, dude, consider that type A or consider your, um, your driven, your, your drivenness. That's a gift, man. You know, the, the, to be possessed and, you know, goal driven, that's not, that's not a problem. That's a gift. And I think people, more people should need to embrace that. And if you want to go anywhere in life, if you want to get out of anything great in life, man, you have to work really hard for it and you have to be unbalanced. That, that yeah. was the whole piece of content, but the rationale behind it. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the, I love the idea of it and, and the concept of it. And I think that you're a hundred percent right, especially in regards to exercise where it's like, you know, the first example you said there is like, okay, you work out a little bit here and then you eat junk and then you go get drunk and then you, and then you work out again to offset your night out. It's like, well, you're never getting anywhere. And then you're just forever in this like cycle of trying to fix stuff that you did wrong and you're never getting ahead. And then you're upset because you're not getting ahead. And then it's just like, you're not happy and you're not doing good at any of those things. Like I think, and, and I've, and I've aired this concept out before and it's an incomplete thought in my head, but it's like, I think the balance of life, if there's any is finding balance in the extremes for six months, there work out go. and eat healthy like crazy. And then for the next six months, or, or, you know, maybe not six months, but whatever, then have your time where you're just partying and not giving a fuck and like doing your thing. And, and you're not trying to be fit that way. You're not, and I don't, maybe fitness is not the best example here, but it's like live on, live on the, on the extremes and then have your balance in that instead of like do one thing and do it well, instead of trying to do a bunch of things half-assed. Exactly, man. Like it's literally just, you want to have an unbalanced life. Like it's dude, it's like, you're going to be on one extreme for sure. Make sure it's a positive extreme. It's a, it's a positive, it's a positively unbalanced life. Cause dude, you could be the, on the other extreme where you're a fucking drug addict and alcoholic and shit. Right. And like, that's not good for anyone. So make sure you're unbalanced or it's a positive unbalanced. And then dude, just pick and choose your times when you're going to let loose or when you're going to, you know, go eat a bunch of junk food or go party. But dude, like it's, you know, those times should be few and far between if you want to have, I feel like a happy, successful and fulfilling life. Right. And I think, and I think this 
can also apply to even shorter periods of time where I know that with everyone working at home and stuff, a, a big concept that has come up is like people can't shut it off. They can't turn off their work, whatever their job is, corporate job or whatever. And it's like, well, be unbalanced in the fact that you ignore everything Monday to Friday. You just work, you do your job. But then on Saturday, you don't think about your job. If, if you're not trying to like climb that ladder or whatever, you be unbalanced in the fact that you're on Saturdays and Sundays, you're just, you know, enjoying your family time, not checking your work emails, not fucking around on your phone and all this stuff. You're just doing, you know, you're, you're taking care of you. But then during the week, then you're grinding and you're working, you're not paying attention to that other stuff. Yeah, dude, it's just, you have to find that positive unbalance. That sounds funny, like a positive unbalance, but it's, I can't really think of a better way to say it, man. Yeah. And if, Dude, more people, I think, need to do that, need to hear that because living your balanced life or, you know, just going in circles, it, it keeps you stuck, man. It really, yeah. it really just keeps you stuck. So I'm, I'm glad that that piece of content resonated with you, Daniel. I appreciate you bringing that up. Of course, man. I, I, I really, I really did enjoy it. And it, it kind of, you know, triggered something in, in me for sure. And even a, a conversation I was having yesterday with a, with a former client, where she's talking about, you know, she hasn't been able to be losing weight. She thinks she's eating a calorie deficit and like, you know, she's allegedly doing all the wrong things, but the, or all the right things, but the, the result isn't happening. And I said, okay, well then just stop trying to, you're forcing it. You're doing this weird kind of like have your cheap meals and do this thing. And it's like, you're not achieving the goal that you want to, but you think you're doing the things that are going to get you there. And now you just feel bad about it, which makes you less likely to keep achieving that goal. And so it's like, well, we, we just got to do one thing. You can't half, you can't halfway this thing. Yeah. Don't half-ass things, man. Yeah. I, and, dude, as you know, man, different clients can be, you know, harder than others, more difficult. But I think if you can find a way to communicate that and get that person to, you know, realize that whatever, maybe they're cheat males or, you know, what something's, something's holding her back because literally if she's not losing weight, she's probably just not moving enough or eating too much food, you know, and yeah. you just got to find a, find a way to communicate that to people. Exactly. And another, another aspect that I, that I know that you speak about a lot is th this attitude can come off as like super hardcore and like, Oh, you got to work out and eat chicken and rice only. And like, you know, do everything the hardest and like no fun. And, and I think that that is a big part that's missed of this. This is the no fun part training. You can train your ass off and have fun. Those things are not exclusive. No, they're not. They're not mutually exclusive. And so I, I live a very disciplined life and that's by choice, but that is enjoyable to me. And like, that's another message that I'm going to get out soon, you know, and I know people probably think I'm a bit maybe too disciplined or too extreme, but in my opinion, this is what makes me happy. And I want, I want to let people know that, dude, you know, I'm sure you've heard of Jocko Willink, you know, and the whole discipline equals freedom notion. And there's so much truth to that because dude, living the way I live, this is what makes me happy. And I don't feel like I'm depriving myself of anything. Like I don't, I stay home on the weekends. I don't go out to bars and get drunk because that, that, that has no interest to in me. And I'm not, I know that I'm not missing out on anything, you know, by not being hungover and feeling great you know, on the weekends. Like that is a good thing. And I just think, man, you know, like more people seem to realize that I'm, I'm not missing out on anything. And like this, that whole thing of eating junk food, when I eat junk food, I feel like shit. Yeah. When, I get, when I drink, I feel like shit. I'm like, dude, people need to stop and think like about what they're doing to themselves. And like, are they really helping themselves or are they hurting themselves? So 
that's that's kind of my whole notion and, and like that's just another message that I, i'm actually going to probably put out soon you know it's like living a disciplined life does not mean you're living a deprived life yeah and and it's deprived in, in someone else's eyes if someone else is like yeah. no tanner you're missing out you had such a sick night at the club last night it's like that's great for you, but I didn't miss that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and to be fair, I mean, I've done that. Like I've, I've gone out and partied and I've eaten a bunch of junk food. Like I've, exp- I've had those experiences and I've done that enough to know that like, I've just grown out of it. Yeah. You know, like I know, I know what's going to happen if I go out and eat a bunch of junk food. I know what's going to happen if I go out and get really drunk, you know, and none of it's good. And I've just realized, all right, man, I'm over that. And, you know, onwards and upwards. So it's, it's not, it's not literally, I'm not depriving myself. It's just, you know, I'm kind of, I think it's kind of respecting myself in a way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree for sure. The, the, the training stuff where people get like bored of training and think that training hard is not fun. I, I think that these are people who have never really trained actually hard in their life yeah, because exactly. there's nothing more fun than consistently getting stronger. You see your deadlift going up by a pound, two pounds, five pounds a month, whatever it is. Nothing more fun than that. I love it, dude. I love I love seeing the progress. Like I've been working really hard this year, you know, on my deadlift specifically and tomorrow I'm actually going to max it out. So like, and I, I can't wait to do it. I'm super excited about it and I hope it goes well, but dude, yeah. When you see consistent progress with, from hard training, it's one of the most rewarding um, experiences that I think you can have. So I agree. It's, it's, it's super fun and getting stronger is the best. And just for people, you know, when they first see their, whatever their abdominal muscles pop through, or they first, you know, see some arm definition, dude, that's fun. Like that's rewarding. That's a, that's a very positive rewarding experience. And you, yeah, I guess you have to deprive yourself of, of not eating so much junk food and not staying up late and, you know, prioritizing sleep, but dude, there's, there's rewarding experiences by living a disciplined life too, you know, not a deprived life. Yeah, no, no one's doing this just to just to deprive themselves of stuff for no benefit or no payoff at the end. Like it yeah. all, it all pays off. It's just not going to be as instant as scrolling on TikTok for an extra thirty minutes yeah, or eating another chocolate chip cookie before bed, right? Dude, that's a that's a great point, man. Honestly, you should make a piece of content about that. That's <laughs> this is the content right here. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think that people just don't, and I, and you probably agree with me. People don't have actual goals in their training. A lot of people just work out for the sake of working out. And I've said this a million times and I'll say this a million more times by all means, like, you know, going to the gym and just fucking around is better than sitting your ass on the couch and eating chips. Absolutely. That's not going to make you, you know, get up and train hard, like have a program and be working towards something, whatever that is, pick a goal. It literally doesn't matter. You don't have to want to deadlift as much as Tanner deadlifts, but you know, pick a goal and aim at it. For sure, man. I think literally, I made another piece of content about that where it was about like idiots and pussies, you know, the people at the gym, like they have no goals or no, no. Yeah. And I know the way you're talking about anything. So they're, they're training like an idiot, you know, cause they have, they don't know what they're doing or they're training like a pussy cause they don't really have a goal to do yeah. anything. So yeah, dude, you hit the nail on the head with that. And you're right. Those people, at least they're in the gym doing something that's better off. They're better off than, you know, all the people that are sitting on their ass at home, but still, yeah, I think, just sitting, just take a moment to yourself and think about what you want out of life or what you want to do and have some goals and bro, write them down and go out and achieve them. Yeah. What's a, what's a good way that you would tell to somebody listening to evaluate whether or not they're, they're training hard? Because it's one thing to say, you know, you got to train harder. Some people think they're training hard 
but they're not and they don't they don't necessarily realize it you know it's yeah, like the the 200 pound dude you see in the gym who's uh you know deadlifting 110 pounds like okay yeah you know you're and not you're honestly, not you're not the hulk there bro like you know the, the, the easiest way i feel like to, to force people to train hard is don't maybe don't really say hey you need to train harder but i would just say hey you need to focus on getting stronger you know because at, at some point they're gonna have to train hard if they're if they're gonna continually to get stronger right gonna continue to get stronger so like i would just say dude record all your progress write down everything set a goal you know and then just work towards that one goal and just focus on getting stronger and literally just getting stronger that you'll basically achieve every health and aesthetic goal just by building more muscle and getting stronger so and you're gonna have to train hard like dude because it it takes hard ass work to build muscle like your body's very resistant to building muscle it doesn't want to build muscle and if you, if you focus on getting stronger, your body's going to be forced to do that. So that's one way I would communicate. Hey, if you're not training hard, stop thinking about, oh, I don't train so hard. Just start focusing on, you know, getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Having a goal definitely helps with that. Like for anybody listening, if you, if you want to, you know, force yourself, then, you know, actually write down your workouts, track your progress. And if you see that your lifts have been the same for six weeks in a row, you haven't increased the weight or increased the number of reps or whatever it is. Yeah. You got to do something about that. You got to, you got to push those boundaries a little bit. Otherwise, you know, no, no challenge, no change, right? Absolutely. Progressive overload is probably the most important principle in training ever. So yeah, yeah I, I could not agree more, man. Yeah. It's like, I remember a few months ago, I saw, you know, the, the influencers start talking about, oh, this program uses progressive overload. And I was like, what? Like if it didn't use progressive overload, what did it even do? Like there's, it's not a, it's not a training tool. It's not like you can say, Oh, this program uses dumbbells. Okay, fine. This program doesn't just get to use progressive overload and another one doesn't. If it, it's the underlying thing that makes anything work. That's like, it's literally the most underlying important training principle of all training principles. Yeah. Just gradually increase the weight or the reps, you know, that you're doing. So that's, and any, you'll get results doing any program following if, if as long as you're incorporating progressive overload right and, and i would say that you know the same applies to pretty well anything you're going to do in life if you're not yeah. constantly challenging yourself trying to learn more be better you know whatever then you're just you're not going to get better you're going to stay where you are and we get back yeah, into this bad. balanced mediocrity thing and for sure man yeah for sure it's, it's pretty cool how like the concepts of training you know they carry over to everyday life for sure yeah yeah that's that's the whole thing it's like again i say this almost every single podcast but it's like I didn't know you previous to this and the whole point of like me starting this podcast and get doing this whole podcast was like to, to bridge this gap between all the stuff that we learn in the gym and all the stuff that we can apply to our life. And it's, it's amazing to me how much it comes up just naturally. Like I didn't tell you to say that. I didn't even tell you that previous to the podcast, but you know, it just kind of continues to come up. And so, you know, for people who are listening, like understand this. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I've, I'm, I'm super thankful for all the lessons that I've learned in the gym because it's carrying over to other aspects of my life. And just that the, the concepts of being disciplined and consistent, you know, I've always been disciplined and consistent with in the gym and with my own training. But now that I'm, I know I can do that, I do that without even thinking. Now it's about, you know, trying to build a business or, you know, being consistent and trying to figure out how can I earn more money as an online trainer and do these these concepts of discipline and consistency are the same. They come through trying to build a business as they do trying to build a body. Right. So 
Yeah, man. It's, it carries over for sure. We were just, we were just chatting about that before we started recording about like putting out content on Instagram and writing articles and stuff like this. And it's like, you know, you, you watch the, the Instagram experts who will, who will sell you a course on Instagram and it's like, okay, there's these little tricks, but really it just comes down to putting out good content working hard and, you know, being consistent over time. And it's like, what is it in the gym? Okay. I can tell you till I'm blue in the face about different grips on a, on a pull down exercise and how much it changes the effect on certain fibers and whatever. But none of that shit matters if you don't actually just do it for 10 years in a row. You know what I mean? For sure, man. That's so funny. You said that because I hear a lot of trainers talking about, Oh, you got to do these exercises because the fibers are the fibers of this muscle run this way. I'm just like, man, I've never thought about that shit when I'm working out. All I'm thinking about is like, dude, working out hard and just do that consistently for years. And dude, you're going to build the body you want. So yeah, that's kind of funny. You said that. Cause like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you, man. hundred percent. It's like, I like, I like nerding out on that stuff because it's interesting to me, but for any of my clients, like it doesn't matter. Maybe if I was training someone who's like a, an elite level bodybuilder or something like that, like that, at yeah, that level, that it might, probably matters. Thing. But dude, but for everyday general population people, and even for myself, I'm never thinking about, all right, which head of my tricep am I training with this exercise? <laughs> yeah. I'm never thinking about that. I'm just like, all right, dude, I'm just going to hit my triceps and did hit them hard. And I know good things are going to happen. And then yeah. I'm going to go on and move on with my life. So exactly. I think that's, that's the approach I've always taken with training. And for most other people, I've never nerded out too much on it. Not to say it's a bad thing. And if that genuinely interests you, then great. And the more, you know, the better, but I think if you're trying to communicate that with clients, it's, it's always better just to be as basic as possible because you got to realize these people, they're coming to you because they, they want a health and fitness expert. Like they don't want to become a health and fitness expert. They just want to be told what to do. Yeah. And, you know, just it's always better to communicate it. I think as basic as you can, at least that's how I've, I've, I've found the most success, I think. Yeah. And I think, and I think the same, and it's probably even more so true in regards to nutrition. People will ask yeah. the most complicated questions about nutrition. It's like, but just eat less, like just stop eating like an asshole. It's going yeah. to solve most of your problems. Never mind white potatoes versus sweet potatoes. Like, yeah. The, the nuances people, people nerd out on that way too much. I'm just like, man, just yeah, eat less, make sure, calculate your maintenance calories. That's the first thing you do. Make sure you're not eating more than your maintenance calories and then just try to eat more protein and, I, like, yeah. and then you'll be good. Yeah. Do you, do you get annoyed talking about nutrition sometimes? <sighs> Dude, honestly. Yeah, I do for sure. Like, but I, I do it like this nutrition challenge thing. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to grow it. And so if I want to, if I want to grow it, I have to put out nutrition content. Yeah. Nutrition is not something that I, I genuinely enjoy. T- I don't, I don't not enjoy talking about it, but I don't like posting about it all the time. Um, I enjoy probably my training content more, but I've also realized, dude, a lot of people, they're not going to nerd out on training like me, you know, they they don't like training as much as me, but everybody, dude, everybody eats food. (laughs) So like the nutrition that really applies to more people. So I do focus on it. And again, I, I keep nutrition as simple as I possibly can. And I do enjoy posting about it sometimes, but sometimes it's kind of a drag. I'm like, man, how many fucking different ways can I say? you know, follow, be in a caloric deficit and eat more protein. Like how many, <laughs> how many different ways can you say that, man? Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I it, feel exactly it a bit mundane, you know, every now and then, but it doesn't really change, man. Like that you just got to keep putting out the constant message and keep reminding people. Yeah. I feel, I feel exactly the same 
as you on that. And it's like, but people still need this reminder. They're still not, they're still not doing it. It still didn't click. And that's why we get to post about things, you know, more than once or say things in different ways. Like I may say it in a way that's different than you. And, and, you know, the person may resonate with the way that you said it and not understand what I said, even though we said really the exact same thing. And so literally I've said the same thing. And man, if you think about it, there's so many fitness Instagram people, dude, they're all saying the same things. And you literally, cause you, you all have the same message. Then you just have to find out different creative ways to say it. And like, that's kind of one thing I discovered, like just trying to be, say it in a very sarcastic or funny tone. That's still a bit educational. Yeah. That's one way. That's one way to kind of distinguish yourself or, you know, or, or to get people to notice you. So say the same thing just in a different way man exactly and at the end of the day for for the people who are you know reading or or consuming this content or listening none of it works unless you do it the reason that tanner and myself and everybody else has to say eat in a caloric deficit eat more protein a million times is because you're still not doing it we'll we'll talk about fancier stuff if you get there but most people are not there so let's do let's do the basic let's take the baby step first and then we can start to run and sprint you know later on Dude, exactly, man. Like literally just focus on the basics and until you nail down the basics, you're not really going anywhere Yeah, with training or nutrition. Yeah. It's really, it's really not that complicated. It's quite simple. It's just hard as fuck to do. Yeah. For, for most people, it really is, man. Yeah. But you just gotta, yeah, dude, just, you just constantly remind people, man. And at the end of the day, dude, like I'm a personal trainer. I'm a trainer. I enjoy what I do. I didn't get into this industry to make a lot of money. I got into it because I enjoy it. You know, so just kind of keep that in the back of your head too. I think that'll help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think that this is the the easiest route to to make a lot of money. I mean, I'm sure you could be making a lot of money if you were just peddling bullshit supplements and like, you know, workout clothes and stuff like that. But is that really what you want? Is that making an impact on anybody? Like, no, man. And like, or dude, I, I went to, you know, I went to a college and like a lot of my friends, like, and I'm not, I'm it's no disrespect to anything, but like, I just couldn't have done it. Like they're, you know, my, some of my friends are engineers. Some of them, you know, they work for insurance companies, you know, another, another guy builds houses and things like that. Like none of those things have ever interested me. Like I didn't grow up, you know, thinking, man, I want to build houses. That's my dream job or anything like that. Or I want to, you know, work for an insurance company and I'm not degrading those things whatsoever, but I've always had a passion for the gym and I just knew man, I'll be happier making less money doing something I enjoy, you know, versus kind of not doing something I enjoy just to make money. hundred percent. That makes any sense. So hundred percent. Yeah. I Cause I, truly, cause I completely agree with you. Yeah, man. If you're truly passionate about something, you know, you'll wake up every day and you'll want to do it and it's not a drag and you'll, you'll look forward to going to work. You know, there's, you know, some days are not going to, you're not going to look forward to, but that's just in any occupation. But dude, as long, if you enjoy what you do, man, I think following your passion is probably what most people really, really should do. And not enough people do, in fact, do. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's your what's your favorite part about being a coach or being a trainer? <sighs> dude, that's a great question. My favorite part. Man, there's like, it's kind of hard to nail it down, you know, just to one single thing. Uh Luck right now, I'm pretty fortunate where I uh, I kind of set my own schedule now. I've done enough PTs and I've established myself to where I could probably get by, you know, not doing in-person PT sessions, but I still do in-person because I do enjoy the face-to-face contact and I enjoy having, you know, kind of that, you know, in-person time. 
But today, one of my lady clients, she got her first pull up, like just literally today. And I was like, all right, that's fucking badass. Like that is really cool. Cause I've been working on that with her for like literally 18 months. Like she started from nothing, like literally nothing. So she's been doing ring rows and inverted rows and chin over the bar holds for fucking 18 months. Today, she got her first pull up. And I like that seeing your clients progress that that that's quite rewarding and knowing that you're having a positive impact on someone else's life is also very it's it's, it's rewarding so i i enjoy that aspect um for sure too mm-hmm. and i also like getting stronger like i love i love training like the, the biggest reason i became a personal trainer is because i have a genuine passion for working out myself so i, I actually i love that aspect too like i just love all aspects of fitness yeah. So that's probably another my favorite part, man. I just, I'm, this, I don't, I, I was put on this earth to be like, a, I think a fitness coach, you know, this is like, this is truly my calling. So I just, I, don't know, I love it all, man. But that one I think, thing in particular, Paul. I think that people like you and I are, are lucky in that we found something that we Dude, really enjoy sure. doing and we're yeah. able to do and, and that we get to positively impact other people's yeah. lives as well. Because like you said, there's nothing better than those little, the little wins, getting the first pull up, getting a first yeah. push up, like seeing clients like improve their life in some way. Like that is the, by far in a way, like the, yeah, the best great. part of all this. It's super great. And I, I couldn't do anything else. You know, I really, I couldn't, I've never done anything else. I take that back. I had one job as a roughneck straight out of college. I lasted a month and I was like, all right, this is not for me, you know? And I knew, I just knew that was a good experience because I learned what I didn't want to do. So, you know, that was a good thing in itself, but I, I couldn't do anything else but fitness. So and I'm thankful. At least I know that I've, I've been true to myself and I've been able to follow that. And like, I don't make a lot of money. Um, hopefully I'll be able to make more just, you know, with, if I continue to work hard and putting out good messages and things like that. But I never did it for money. I just did it because I loved it. Yeah, man. It's about it's about helping people, and that's the that's the most important part. I love it. For sure. We're uh, r- running a little short on time here, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna let you go. But maybe we'll do uh we'll do another one at some point down the road here. Let people know if there's anything that you got uh you got coming up or any kind of things you're working on to to put out there. Uh, well, Daniel. First off, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, and it's it's always an honor, and I think it's great, dude, because I see. You're an up and coming trainer, bro. And I, I, I think good things are coming your way. Just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, regarding myself, man, if people want to find out more about me, I'm the most active on Instagram and my hashtag or my name is at Tanner underscore Shuck, Tanner Shuck. Um, you should be able to find me. I have a website. So my brand is called true strength, uh, true strength.co. That's my website. And if they want to find out anything more about like my training programs or nutrition programs, they can do it there. Uh, regarding that, I don't really have anything else going on. I'm just trying to grow my online business, man. And I'm just doing that. I'm still doing personal training, enjoying life and trying to get stronger and fitter myself still. So awesome. that's what I got going on, man. Again, thank you for having me on. It's been a, a, a pleasure. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for the for the kind words as well. I'll, I'll link to um, Tanner's website and Instagram profiles in the in the show notes he's he's definitely a great follow i've i've certainly enjoyed uh following and and watching tanner's content is definitely a a no nonsense a, a breath of fresh air if you will um but you know it might it might might give your head a shake you might be doing some dumb shit and he's going to call you out on it so <laughs> but as as it should be i i love it yeah. is there anything else you want to leave the people with in closing here tanner hey if you took the time to listen to this podcast i genuinely appreciate you or this this particular episode i'm sure this is a great podcast but if you took the time to listen to this particular episode with me 
Thank you very much. That's all. That's, that's all I'll say. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you as well. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, your time and attention is greatly appreciated as you have so many other options. So thank you for, for sharing the time and, and listening to us. Uh, give Tanner a follow on Instagram and check out his programming and content. While you're at it, give me a follow on Instagram as well at Daniel Yoris. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Until then, go outside, be a good person, train your ass off, don't do dumb shit, and that's all. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all that good stuff as well, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy.